Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armish. And welcome to the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. And what else could I possibly start this week's show off with, as it's episode 555, but some Ginger Wildheart. you 
That was the very short-lived, even by Ginger Standards, the Sonic Graffiti, and their one and only track, Mystery Number, that featured Billy Morrison, Michael Butler, and Scott Lips. Took me a while to find it in my extensive musical library. Well, I wasn't sure under what name I had it filed. Ginger Wildheart, Ginger, or obviously where it was supposed to be, the Sonic Graffiti, where it actually was. Uh, Bands with the prefix of the are the worst to find if the company tasked with tagging the tracks has no idea. For example, is it the damned or just damned? I think I mentioned this before, but the UK subs gave me the most trouble before I went through all of their official studio albums correctly tagging them. As I've been faced with the UK subs, the u.k.subs, UK subs and u.k.subs. I discovered last Friday... Though I was presented with the same problem regarding the Stooges and where to put it, it, where to put my just purchased highlights from the Funhouse Session CD, which was released on the 19th of last month. Now I know you, like me, have everything that James New Osterberg Jr. has recorded with the Stooges. I guess the same could be said of the Ramones, Motorhead, and the Damned's recording output. Anyway, after ripping said album, I went to put it. In the folder, named The Stooges, opening it up, it looked like I was a missing a few of their albums. That's because some of them were in a folder marked Iggy and The Stooges, where I have now placed all the other albums, because I don't have so far to scroll to get to eye. As the title suggests, Highlights from the Funhouse Sessions is Highlights from the Funhouse Sessions. I love these releases. The original album hasn't been tinkered with, trying to fix something that wasn't even broken in the first place. See the Beatles' 50th anniversary of Sgt. Pepper. That, to add insult to injury, I've just found out that the new stereo mix has been based on the original mono. I shake my head. Hardcore fans long and live for the day we can hear alternative takes, studio banter and even unreleased tracks. Not to take anything away from what has been set in stone or pressed on vinyl. It's just great to hear how a favourite song gets from a rough idea to the finished song that we know and love. With that in mind, here's Iggy and the Stooges and See That Cat with Studio Dialogue. Could be ringing that you're not playing? Could that be possible? There's a, I hear a huge bass ring going through things, yeah. Let's try it again, because I, I think you were getting a ring, because that's what I was Machine wasn't running. Oh, okay. Now, give me a give me a shout when you're going to start because I don't know what's rehearsal okay. and what's the tune. See that cat. Yeah, black. 
Checking up on Facebook, as you do, I saw a post from The Curse with a review in the French Rolling Stone of their new album, Calcutta Sunrise. I messaged guitarist Hacking to ask when it was being released, as obviously I needed it. Now, came his reply, falling over myself to get to various digital platforms so I could own it immediately. It looked like it had been released on the 1st of January. That's right, six months ago. At this point... I felt really bad, as I've been championing the curse since I first heard the Son of a Bitch 7-inch that came out on Pitch Sharp Records in 2013. Hagen has been very generous in sending me demos and work-in-progress tracks, so it felt like I hadn't noticed Mrs A's new haircut. Fortunately, as I can explain, the album had only been out for a few weeks, and in my defence three weeks ago, my eye wasn't quite on the ball. Well, it is now and Calcutta Sunrise is just as infectious as its predecessors, World Domination, and before that, Suck It In, Spit It Out. Are you ready? Because I'm ready.
Archie and the Bunkers probably owe the Damned a few beers for influencing their musical path. The Damned used to be considered the clowns of punk and therefore shouldn't really be mentioned in the same breath as the Sex Pistols and the Clash in terms of credibility. Obviously, with the 40th anniversary of the Damned and the punk movement itself, it has become clear that without the Damned, there wouldn't have been any Dickies or Green Day. I'm still umming and ahhing over seeing the Damned supporting Green Day in Hyde Park, as it's been rumoured that Captain and Dave will be joining them for the encore. Anyway, Archie and the Bunkers are an American rock and roll duo formed in Cleveland, Ohio in 2013. The group consists of brothers Emmett, drums and vocals, and Cullen O'Connor, organ and vocal, uh, the brothers actually supported the Damned on a couple of their just-finished US tour and have covered Suicide. The band have just released a new single, You're My Pacemaker, on Dirty Water Records, with a new album slated for this autumn. Whilst we wait with bated breath, is a aforementioned single. <laughs> Straighten my brain It works its way down to my heart Like an electric shot You're my pacemaker You make my heart beat Oh yeah, I love so sweet You're my pacemaker You make my heart beat It goes faster and faster Surprise was releasing a solo album was Yerky 69 with 69 Eyes. But then, uh, you know, thinking about it, he did dabble with Danny B, Harvey, and Chopper Franklin to form the rockabilly group the 69 Cats. However, 
Helsinki Vampire, which is released on the 23rd through Cleopatra Records, maintains the 69 Eyes goth and roll sound. Normally, when an artist records a solo album, it's to showcase songs that wouldn't normally fit within the remit of their main band. Not so Helsinki Vampire, the plural of which is synonymous with the 69 Eyes. It seems to my ears an extension of Universal Monsters. Some tracks have already been picked up for use in up-and-coming films that include the horror movies Sunset Society and Halloween Hellhouse, from which this track, Last Halloween, has been used.
Steve Conte first came to my attention when he joined the three surviving members of the New York Dolls for the Meltdown Festival in 2004. He then went on to write and record two albums with them before replacing Todd Youth in the Michael Munro band, where he still is today. Before all of this, though, he was in a band called Company of Wolves that featured his bass-playing brother John, vocalist Keith Brewer and drummer Frankie LaRocca, who sadly passed away in 2004. Well, along with drummer Tom Curino, the band are playing the first live gig in 20 years at the Club 66 in Edgewood, which is just outside of Baltimore tomorrow. Tomorrow being the 3rd of June future and non-rock radio UK listeners. As well as returning to the live arena, Company of Wolves have also released a new single, which is a cover of the Rolling Stones' Play With Fire. I asked Steve, why now? To which he replied, the timing was right. He can't really argue with that. Girl 
17th of June, Mary's Kids will be releasing their second of four EPs. So ultimately, we'll be making up the Rotting Out from the Inside LP. Of course, the first EP was Time Has Come, which was only released last month. But we're talking about this month. So, from Don't Back Down, which will be out on Beluga and Ghost Highway Records, here's the title track. <laughs> Yeah. 
straight after Mary's Kids, you just heard Karma by Control Freaks from their Mindless Entertainment LP. Control Freaks are an abusive Bay Area spaz attack band that features Greg Lowry from the Ripples. And there's me thinking that spaz attack was Tony Basil's bassist. Last Sunday, I popped along to the Nambuka via the Big Red in Holloway Road to see the Dharmas in support with the Riven and opening proceedings were the Innocent, who unfortunately were missed due to the Big Red. To be honest, by the time we exited the pub, I thought we'd only be in time for the Dharmas. It's a good job. The curfew was 11.30. Going on my normal form of the earlier the curfew to bear, I'm just as surprised at that statement as you are, as all of us who were there completely blown away by the ribbon. Now, the squirrel is famed for not giving bands with female singers a time of day. There have been you know, notable accessions over the years. Uh, Girls' School, Crucified Barber, and the, you know, just heard Mary's Kids, and of course Poison. Well, the ribbon can now be added to that list. The band are four-piece, three are Swedish and one is Spanish, but are in London, um, as they're all currently studying over here. As soon as vocalist Charlotte Eckelberg began to sing... The first thing I thought of was Janis Joplin, Grace Slick. The rest of the band are obviously fans of Purple and Grand Funk, as it seems they take their musical cues from them. Currently, the band only has the five-track Blackbird EP for sale, which all of us who met out beforehand formed a normal queue to purchase. The track I'm going to play you uh, from it is called uh, Killer on the Loose, not the Thin Lizzy cover, although we were treated to the to uh, Hollywood from Lizzie's 1981 Renegade album in the live set.
With three quarters of the ribbon Swedish and 100% of the Dharmas, the evening did feel like we were over there instead of N7. On the way up to the venue, we heard shouting in Swedish that was aimed at us. One of the shoutees was pointing out that he and the squirrel were both wearing Imperial State Electric t-shirts and the helicopters were playing on the jukebox as we entered the venue. At least the drink prices weren't the same as in the bars of Stockholm. The Dahmers have been going since 2011, releasing several EPs, a demo and two LPs along the way. The first LP being Demons, which I thought I had, but I haven't. And this year's In the Dead of the Night, which I do. The band entered the stage wearing matching lycra skeleton bodysuits and spent the next 60 minutes treating us to some great Scandinavian garage rock. Standout track, still for me, is Nightcrawler, which, as I've already played you previously, is going to be To The Night that gets an airing.
at the top of the show, when I was talking about the Stooges, I mentioned not fixing things that weren't broken. But what about when a band re-records a classic song from their back catalogue? Def Leppard totally re-recorded Rock of Ages and poured some sugar on me in a disagreement over licensing and digital royalties. Ozzy Osbourne removed bassist Bob Daisley and drummer Lee Kirkslake from the Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman LPs, replacing them with Metallica's Robert Chiguido and Faith No More's Mike Borden because of a dispute over performance royalties. And Jeff Lynne re-recorded 12 classic ELO songs for the very best album that came out in 2012 because, to quote Mr Lynn, I'm not saying the old versions aren't good, I like them very much. We were doing our best, but experience and technology also play a big part. And these new ones sound much more solid and tight. This is fair enough. However, as it said further down in the article, as the interesting saying goes, if it ain't broke, Fix it anyway so you can repackage it as new content. Which brings me to Richie Blackmore's re-recording of Rainbow's classic I Surrender with his current vocalist Ronnie Romeo taking the place of Joe Lynn Turner. As soon as the track started to play, I was like, why? Whereas Def Leppard, Ozzy and Jeff Lynne have maintained the original for whatever reason, the new version of I Surrender sounds cold, sterile and bereft of any passion, lacking in bite. Well, it does to me. You, on the other hand, might not agree. Do you know what I'm going to do? This. Compare and contrast. Ooh, Rock Radio UK listeners, your compare and contrast segmentation cherry has just been popped. First, you will hear... The I Surrender from 1981's Difficult to Cure LP, which was swiftly followed by the 2017 version.
safely say 
that it isn't just me. The re-recording sounds like it's recorded in a laboratory by men in white coats and masks and latex gloves. I'm going to leave you this week with some Roger Waters and Part of Me Died from his just-released Is This the Life We Really Want LP. You get a chance to pop up to the V&A for the uh, Pink Floyd exhibition. I thoroughly recommend it. Mrs A and myself went yesterday and thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. Until next week, take it easy. Crime, but when I met you, that part of me died.